Welcome back to another episode on FitFlow Radio, episode 8, titled What We Don't Want to Hear is Usually the Thing That We Avoid Facing the Most. And I know for a fact there's many of you out there that are going to listen to this podcast and relate to this. I'm going to use myself as an example, so sit down, buckle up, and enjoy the ride. Welcome to FitFlow Radio, the podcast built to help you make that 1% daily improvement 10 times more impactful. I am your host, Coach Andy James. The purpose of this podcast is to help bring you the guidance required to maximize on that 1% improvement. Now, without further ado, let's jump into this podcast. So first of all, I'd just like to say thank you for those who are listening in real time that gave me the space on last week's episode that wasn't published. Um, You know, things in life come up every now and again, and we have to sort of prioritize what's there in front of us. And I just needed that bit of space to be able to say, right, okay, let's get these issues handled. So first of all, thank you to those who are back this week, ready to listen. Um, I'm going to jump back into the title, to be fair. Uh, What we don't want to hear is usually the one thing we avoid facing the most. I'm going to use myself as an example. Like I say, this is not directed at an individual. Um, Everything I talk upon is based upon experiences that I've gone through myself. So I will relate to myself through this, but if it resonates with you yourself as well, definitely, definitely take some of these lessons on board. The reason why I say this, the one thing we don't want to hear is the thing that we avoid facing the most is because there's been several times throughout my own journey, my own process of getting to where I am today. Am I where I want to be? No, but we're always in a state of moving forwards. Um, we're always in a state of progression. It's not a case of wanting more, but just more so being more. Uh, so what I would say, one of the one of the very early truths that I had to face was more of a case of avoidance. Um, and that's pretty much what we're going to be talking about within this podcast today is the avoidance around what we actually hear when you know either we're talking to ourselves or we hear a comment from somebody else. So Let's take our health as an example right now. So you know you've been, you know, packing in the munches for a while and you've not really been paying too much attention to what the scales are saying or how your body's feeling or how your clothes are fitting. But then six, nine, 12 months down the line, all of a sudden you're feeling a bit uncomfortable and that little gremlin inside of you, you know, that little voice rises up and it says, hmm, you've put on some weight. And you don't want to accept the fact that you have gained weight. But what you do is you look to every other reason as to why, but not the fact that there is acceptance in saying that, yes, I have gained some weight. But what you have to remember is, is that the reasons as to why is because we lost sight of the focus. We lost sight of the reasons as to how to prioritize our own health. And we became more a case of, not really recognizing the signs around us, the triggers around us, and we become self-absorbed in the process that we go through. We don't want to remove those sweet, goodness, naughty little treats that we have on the weekends or that midweek drink that we don't tell ourselves that counts because, you know, it's it's a Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Whatever excuse it was that you come up with, I myself definitely went through a phase of saying to myself that I haven't gained weight, I haven't gained weight. And lo and behold, you could see, you know, just physically see and feel that all the effects of what sort of gaining weight had early on in in my transformation was that 
it massively impacts the way you start to see yourself and then also respect yourself. So I got to a point where I was thinking, I haven't gained any weight. You jump on the scales, it's two kilos more. You say, oh, it's just two kilos. And then four weeks later, you do the same again and it's another kilo. And you just say, oh, well, I've got, I'm, I'm still in control. I'm still in control. But you're just constantly trying to convince yourself that you're still in control of whatever it was that you're going through, but not really accepting the fact that the thing that you're facing, the thing that you're avoiding the most is the fact that you may you need to make some health changes, but you're trying to convince yourself that you never lost the control in the first place. So the realization is accepting that you do need to make some health changes towards your own physical health right now. And when you do, lo and behold, things change. But it's a, it's, it has the same, and I've been through this exactly the same on the other end of the scale, with being obsessed with exercise as well. Um, using it as a crutch, um, using it as an obsession to say that you're fully in control. And by being fully in control, nobody can tell you otherwise. But then somebody might make the comment to you and say, don't you think you train too much, too hard, too frequently? And your first response will be, what do you know? What do you know? You can't do what I do. You just wish you could do what I do. That in itself is never really accepting the fact that could I be training too much? Do I need to be training so frequently? What is the outcome of me actually pushing myself constantly over a long period of time? You have to think about the bigger picture. Again, the same with food choices. Somebody says, oh, are you going to eat that? That's, that's, that's not really good for you, is it? Your first reaction would be, well, I can eat it just because you can't. Or, yeah, I'm, I can eat it. I'm in control of what I'm doing. But again, reverting back to point one being all of a sudden you're telling yourself that you're still in control when realistically, are you really in control? And this shows up within our businesses. This shows up all over in life. This shows up within our relationships as well. Um, so, But more so in, like, in our businesses when we're moving forwards, things that we're looking for when it shows up in our businesses, asking for more without actually giving the work so, and this is this is more often than not, you see people that have been in short-term business and they want instant gratification that the work they're doing is going to get them to where they're going. Nobody, business from day one for anybody is a gamble. You know, you're never guaranteed the win. You're never guaranteed success. Um, it's always a case of apply yourself the best you can and be prepared to keep reinvesting in yourself along the way. Um, if you're never, if you're not continuously growing whilst you're in business, then theoretically you're not going to be going any further than where you currently are. And I would say that most people that have gone down the business route and they've been told, you know, is is what you're doing really what you want to be doing? Some people would say it's my dream job, but they will stand there with their hands out and say, I'm working, you know, three four hours a day, and I'm not seeing the result that I want to see because the rest of my day I'm now in control of and I want to do X, Y, Z with it. Now, all of a sudden, the focus becomes how much am I earning against my efforts that I'm giving? And the justification is, is that, are you actually giving what it takes to create a successful business? Now, most people would say, I'm giving everything that I physically can. But what I would say is, are you actually leveraging the time that you've been given? Are you applying yourself 
in the ways that's needed to actually see through the result that you seek. Because every effort that is given, given forward, will, will and should see you in the right direction. But what you've got to remember is, is that if you're walking around with your hand out all the time saying, and this I've had this happen to me in the past, you know, I've I've been stood there saying, when's it my time? And then people have questioned me and said to me, well, are you really working enough or are you giving enough? And the first instance for me is I straight away go internal and I get defensive and I'm like, I work all the hours that I'm given and I work every day of the week. But then alone, questioning, looking, assessing, analyzing the time that I'm actually given, was I really actually using the time that I was given? Not when you take out the hours of procrastination, the hours of being a busy fool. Remove all of these from the time that you're actually given and you realize that you're not actually working with intention or moving in the direction of intent. You're actually just creating a busy fool's lifestyle, but you're asking for more all the time. So I got really real with myself and I said, well, Andy, look at the time that you're being given each day. What do you need to achieve and what do you want to achieve? Well, I want certain times of the day to be dedicated towards my own health. I need certain times of the day to be given to progress of the business. So work smart. Give those hours all your focus. Less distraction, less procrastination. And good things start to happen. But then on the reverse of that, <laughs> this is another thing. I've got a point down here on the screen actually right in front of me is working too much in convincing yourself to work harder, not smarter. I'm a sucker for this all the time. I fall into this loop several times throughout the space of a year. And I think it's a very much it's very much an entrepreneur mindset as well, where you start to feel like you need to work harder and not smarter because there's this rat race that you're running through constantly, day in, day out, you know, competing, uh, wanting to be at the forefront or being a, an industry leader or just being a good leader to the people that are in front of you. Like, hopefully, you know, I try to show up in the best way that I can every single time, every single day. But does that mean I have to work harder or do I have to work smarter? I generally tend to fall into a category of trying to work harder all the time until I realize I get to a point where time is not it's not on my side, it's not in my favor, and I have to start to work smarter, not harder. And it's when I realize that I start to work smarter, that's when magic starts to happen because my efforts, my energy that's given to the working harder scenario is actually removed and then applied in places, allowing me to work a lot smarter. So just don't convince yourself that being so forthright, being so internal with your thoughts is the, is the correct path that you need to choose. Be accepting, be understanding, analyze where you're actually at and what you really need to hear because what you're actually facing is more so avoidance and acceptance. Just remember that each time something comes up, and you hear that voice inside, that internal scream, that gremlin that creeps up and says, you know, that person doesn't know what they're talking about. I am doing X, Y, Z. Generally speaking, it's realistically your ego telling you that you've been constantly in control when in reality, you're everything but in control of the way that you're going. The only thing you're controlling is the outcome that you've been producing. 
And this goes for your confidence as well. This goes for self-esteem, sort of you as a, you know, you, you as an individual. Um, I thinking back to, let me, I think it was about 2012 now. Um, I was a shell of a person. You know, the the existence was literally, you know, solid matter. There was very little in the sense of want, presence, understanding, um, connection. None of these things really existed in my day-to-day life. I'd gone through a breakdown. I was on so much medication that it just numbed everything about me from feelings, thoughts, um, emotions, to just general day-to-day acceptance of what was actually happening around me. Um, It's just complete disconnection. And going through all this myself, it does knock your confidence as a person. You start to feel less worthy. You you lose value of everything that you are and what you stand for, even at that particular point in time as well. Um, I must say that going through a certain point where losing the value of you as a person it dramatically changes the way you see yourself and the process of rediscovering yourself. You start to go through this, avoiding what is needs to be heard, should I say, because you go through this phase of, well, I'm not worthy of being, I'm not worthy of having. The value that I bring isn't enough. And trying to rediscover yourself whilst you're in that kind of place the first thing you start to do is avoid the thing that you need to face the most. And it's you yourself and your actions that you've been taking, the way that you talk to yourself internally. All these things matter way beyond what most people could comprehend on a day-to-day basis, speaking to individuals. You know, each individual word that you say to a person can dramatically change either for the better or for the worst, which is why I always say, you know, if you've got nothing to say, then don't say nothing at all that's not kind. Because if you're if you're not going to give out what you're wanting to receive in yourself, leave it. Because just remember that one small conversation that might not be so damaging towards yourself because you know who you are, you know how you stand and you're confident in your own ways. That conversation might be twice as sensitive, 10 times more sensitive to an individual that's going through something that might not have spoken to anybody about it. So just know that by going through experiences and them not being able to face themselves currently, the best thing you can do is rather than point direction is to guide you know guide that person on the path, help them understand that it is okay to say to yourself every now and again that take yourself out of a situation and say, "Who am I? What do I want in my life? Am I taking the actions that I need to take day in day out to produce what I would like to see in my future?" Because I can guarantee you now, if you know, if you've got a health issue that you are self-sabotaging yourself with week in, week out, but the the ideal situation is to get to the end goal and you're in a complete transformation. That transformation is never going to happen, my friend, if you don't sit there and reassess your actions right now, reassess who you are, understand that you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be full of every answer to every situation you're going to experience. You've not experienced it yet. So go out and experience the situation before criticizing your actions and not taking it in the first place. Avoidance is one of the biggest things that you will go through in self-discovery. 
you will avoid being the better person. You will avoid becoming and discovering that new side of you, that new person within you. Because it takes us outside of the comfort zone that we've created. You've got to remember that we are enough. We always have control. We have full control over every action, every consequence that we choose because we can respond to it, even if it's in a negativity way, even if it's negative, you can respond to it in a way that allows you to pull through in a positive direction. But how you allow the control of that situation really dictates what it is that you're going to be facing at the end of it. If you let it eat you up, you're going to be suffering. If you acknowledge it and accept, that's the hardest part of self-discovery is knowing who you are and accepting you for who you are and the decisions that you've made in the past that's led you to where you are right now. Because if you can make the better decisions moving forwards, you're rediscovering who you are. You're taking back control of everything that you feel like you've lost. And just know that you are enough. You have control. And it's not selfish. It's not ego-driven to put yourself as a number one priority. You have to be the best version of you to be the best for everybody else around you. So with that being said, I hope this, this, this particular podcast in itself, I hope you actually think about more than implement because there are many, many areas in life that you can take away from this particular podcast and implement in your life, a friend's life, a family member's life. And who knows if you are the guiding path that helps them break through their, their avoidance, their facing their sort of their avoidance on what it is that they're trying to move past. You could have just saved somebody's life. You could have just changed somebody's future. Listen, be a good friend, be kind. I'll see you next week. And that's a wrap on this podcast. Thank you for being present. As always, I've left my contact details in the show notes, so please feel free to reach out and connect. That's all I have for you today. I'll catch you in the next one.